Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp. September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! You are now listening to Your Life, the Mixtape. Welcome to Your Life the Mixtape Volume 4. My guest this week has been featured in Paper and Them magazine. He is a mainstay on most of the top worldwide indie charts. Joining us all the way from Austin, Texas. I had such a good time with him on Headliners that I had to have him on this show. So please welcome the amazing Jackson. Hello. Hello. I'm back. Yay. So I'm happy to be back. So if you enjoyed Headliners, buckle up. You will enjoy this one. <laughs> So tell me, what is the last song that you listened to? The last song I listened to, is it's called Black Mascara by Ray. Um, I actually just heard the song recently, earlier this week. Um, I was on YouTube and it was a recommended video. And I love the video, love the song. It's been on repeat all week. So literally, it's the last song I listened to. I just checked, checked. I assumed and I looked again. I was like, yeah, that's right. That checks out. So Excellent. Just, yeah, fast. Um, other than yourself, who is an artist that you feel like everybody should be listening to? Oh, this is a good one. So I went with, there's this artist I've been listening to for maybe the last year and a half, two years. Um, her name is Lolo Zuai. Um, she is a French American, um, R&B and pop artist. She just opened for Dua Lipa on tour. Um, which was exciting to see since um, following her for a bit. Um, she inspired, she's inspiring a lot of my new music that we'll see in 2023 as well. So I just think she's so underrated and is doing really interesting stuff. So definitely check her out. Nice. Um, and this is kind of a repeat question for you, um, but what is the first song you remember hearing? Yeah, and I have the same answer. It's crazy <laughs> how that works out, but... As I explained in headliners, if you haven't heard it yet, you can pause this one, hop over there, hop back over here. No, um, either or. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, the first song I remember, and mainly it's because stories from my parents growing up, the moment they found out I could sing was I was in the back back of the car, in my car seat, and I was singing along to Color Me Bad's I Want to Sex You Up, (laughs) which is 
checks out in so many different ways. It, it explains a lot. It's my origin story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they just were like, great, this is his first song. And I was just oohing and aahing in the, in the backseat. So apparently I pick up songs really easily too. <laughs> nice, nice. That's a fantastic story that I will never get tired of hearing. So it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> so now anytime you come on any of my shows, that's I'm going to I'm going to build this question in no matter what. We'll, we'll find a way. We'll work it in. Yes. <laughs> um, what's what's the song that you always put on when you're like in your feelings? Oh, this is a good one. This is um, I automatically think of Breathe Me by Sia. Oh, nice. Uh, it is such I think her vocal delivery the the subject matter it's just about depression and being stuck and it just with the cracking of her voice you just feel that feeling so anytime i know i feels or want to or want to feel something i put on sia's like breathe me it's just uh, it gets me every time so then kind of on the flip side of that um what's the song that always puts you in a good mood yeah complete complete 180 um I'll have to say Twice, which is a K-pop girl group and one of my favorites. Um, they have a song called Likey um, that always just puts me in a good mood. I think it's the it's the production, the delivery. It's just so sweet, bubbly that I cannot be mad or in a bad mood when I hear that song. So it's just across the board. It's just one of my favorites. Nice. I I wanted to be one of those people that was very like mm, K-pop's not going to be for me. Like I just I don't I don't get the appeal. And then you know being on TikTok, it's everywhere, and I'm like, oh okay, yeah, no, this slaps. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to me. I've been a K-pop fan since 2008 when I saw a Girls Generation music video, and I've been hooked ever since. So for me and all my friends are like, oh, K-pop, that's like Jacqueline's thing. That's what he likes. And then like fast forward those seven years after that, everyone's obsessed. They're like, have you heard? I was like, I, I put you on that. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I was an earlier, I've been here. So yes. <laughs> What's the best song to sing in the shower? The song I always end up singing in the shower and I don't realize it until I'm like to the bridge is Baby One More Time by Brittany. Nice. I am like, don't even realize I'm singing it, but it's my go-to song. And it's when I hit the bridge, like the, I must confess. And then I'm like, what am I doing? And I was like, how long have I been singing the whole song? Like I'm at the bridge now and it's just like autopilot. Uh, yeah, it's my go-to. Nice. That's a good one. That's I, I feel like that's one in the history of this question that we haven't gotten yet. So. Oh, oh surprise. It's, well, I, get, I love it so much and have for so long that it's just embedded in my brain somewhere. So it just <laughs> leaks out occasionally. And I'm like, wow, where did that come from? <laughs> you have you have Britney blackouts in the shower. Yes. Oh, black. Oh, pun, pun intended. <laughs> no, but, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. Yeah, go with it. Go with it. <laughs> what What is the song that best summarizes what love is? So I have to go with um, Roberta Flax, the first time I ever saw your face, which is just about falling in love right away. And the, just her expression of seeing like seeing love in their eyes and just the step-by-step -step process. It's one of my favorite romantic songs. And I just think it does such a great job. Um, yeah, if no one's heard it. it. Definitely recommend it. I know Leanna Lewis did a cover of it, 
And that's how I learned about it at first, but um, definitely listen to the original Roberta Flack version. You know, I, I didn't think that I could be more a fan of you. And then you answered that question and yeah. So many layers, so many layers to Jackson. Who knew? I mean, I knew that. Who didn't know? <laughs> uh, so now, now on the flip side of that question, uh, what's the best breakup song? All right, this one was the easiest one to come up with. It's Beyonce's Irreplaceable. It doesn't get more iconic than to the left, to the left, everything you own to the box to the left. It's just, I'm done with you. It's all in one box. And I'm telling you where the box is so you can collect it. I think that is a very nice gesture. So, right. Just so thoughtful. You know, as, as opposed to when, you know, I'm throwing someone out and, you know, the police have to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just organized, efficient. That's what we expect from Beyonce, you know? Right. <laughs> What is the song that anytime it comes on, you're going to play it at max volume? See, I got to go back to K-pop for this one. So I picked Blackpink, How You Like That. The oh, nice. bass production, I love their vocals. It's my favorite Blackpink song. And that one I have to turn all the way up um, to really just feel it, especially when we get to, towards the end. So that one, if it's playing in my car, it's going all the way up. <laughs> nice. What is the greatest song from a film soundtrack? It's, it's the number one answer. I just know it's up there. It's on the board. But I have to say, Whitney Houston, I'll always love you. I mean, to me, I, like, I couldn't even answer this any other way. <laughs> I, it had to be the answer. It would physically hurt for me to say another song. <laughs> it's, that is the most popular answer for this one. And also, uh, what is the song that best summarizes what love is? Ah, see, that's a good one. I almost thought that one, but I was like, no, no, Roberta Flack. I got to go with that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, usually, it's usually that somewhere. Somewhere in everybody's <laughs> list, I Will Always Love You pops up it's without fail. I just, I mean, it's such a great song. <laughs> so then from start to finish, what film has the best soundtrack? Uh, Moulin Rouge has the best soundtrack track to track um it's one that i'll listen to occasionally just to kind of feel nostalgic but i just there's not a song on there that i don't like and also it, it is a matchup with so many other songs so you kind of get it's like the best of two worlds all in one album so this is true this is true it's literally every song ever written is yeah. appears somewhere in that film it's somewhere it's hidden in there <laughs> you can't find it it's hidden in the back right <laughs> What television show has the best theme song? All right. I, I am willing to argue with anyone over this, but it is the 90s X-Men animated show. Has the best theme song of all time. No lyrics. It is just, it will get stuck in my head for weeks if I hear it. Um, but it's just, it's, it's so good. It had no reason being that good for a cartoon show. <laughs> It's it's stuck in my head now. See, um, iconic, but yeah, underrated. It, it's it's a it's a bop. It is. It, 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 we should bring it back. It's it should be remixed. Whoever does it, you're welcome. 
Um, I think they're Disney's doing. Uh, they've got a show X Men '97 that's coming. Yes, and it's it's animated. I think the theme song will be there. Oh, it should. I mean, they don't even have to touch it. Honestly, it's it's still good. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was always my belief that the the first three X Men films, if they had just done the animation from mm-hmm. the '90s cartoon and put the celebrity voices behind it it would have been a smash hit. Oh, smash. E- easily. Easily. Yep. What is the best song from a Disney film? I'm going to have to go with something more recent. And because I really thought about this and I'll have to go with Remember Me from Coco because nice. I-, I ugly cried when he <laughs> sang it for the first time. Actually, the first three times I saw it, I was just like, I know it's coming. Why am I crying? Like, it just... I don't know, it just strikes a chord um, with me. I, I don't know, I'll have to go with Remember Me. It's just, it's so memorable. Um, and there are so many great classic Disney songs, but that one really had an emotional impact on me. That's a that's a good one. I like that. It's the, the first time that anyone has mentioned that. Wow, I'm special. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I told uh, someone that I recorded with earlier, I'm gonna have to get t-shirts made for the guests that first time answers and send them out. I'll just collect them left and right. (laughs) (laughs) What is the song that no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, this song comes on, you're going to dance to it. Oh, it would have to be dare by gorillas. Like that song always gets me dancing. If it comes up on shuffle, I'm like dancing while working. I I will stop whatever I'm doing and dance to it, Um, which is so funny because recently my nephew, he's six and he likes different, like a broad range of songs that he'll just love dancing to. And that's one of his songs. He's like, oh, I have this dance. And it was Dare. And I was like, this feels right. That's that's a perfect one. I was like, taste. We're starting him young. (laughs) So we're at the halfway point. How are you feeling? How's things? Feeling great. Feeling, you know, it's, it's, it's great talking music and all my favorite songs, which are a broad range of genres. And I'm realizing that now. So it's kind yeah. of fun. <laughs> we're all over the place in this episode. I love it. Yes. What is the song that means the most to you? Not necessarily because of the song itself. The song itself could be shit, uh, but more because of the memories you have attached to it. Yeah, this one, this is the sad point, point of this, this segment. No, um, I, I had to go with Metallica's Nothing Really Matters. Um, my mom really loved that song. And when my uncle passed, it's just one of the songs she wanted me to download for her and make a little playlist. Um, so that just really stuck with me. And then she unfortunately passed the year after. So it was just like, this kind of association that's attached to not only my mother, but my uncle as well. And it just, I don't want to hear it back. I think of that. Um, and it just now has this deeper meaning than I thought I would ever have to a Metallica song. Um, so who knew it could be so emotional. <laughs> yeah. There was, um, again, someone I recorded with earlier, uh, there, um, their answer for this was, um, I'm not going to spoil it, uh, but it's it was it definitely not 
one that you would associate with sadder mm-hmm. um sadder memories and i'll tell you when we get done recording this um who the person was and what the song was oh okay i'm intrigued what song is the ultimate party anthem i have to say this is how we do it by montel jordan i mean i think that is that right like i i was (laughs) i was thinking of songs and i was like no there's only one answer to this for me like i hear that song i think house party i hear like good times it's a classic you could play it now and get the party started. You could play it back in the 90s and got the party started. It's just, it's going to be one of those party songs that just sticks around forever. Good. I hope so. <laughs> it, it better. <laughs> um, and you are allowed to say yourself as the answer to this question. Um, what artist makes the most appearances on your playlists? Surprisingly, it wasn't myself because I had to look up like how many songs I liked. That's how I gauged this on Spotify, and it it was it ended up being Billie Eilish. Um, oh, nice! Because I have so much. I loved both of her albums so much. I love her recent EP. So I just end up saving every song she releases. I realized um, when I was going through, I was like, "Yep, yep, <laughs> yep." And I've been a fan of Billie Eilish since her first uh, EP. Um, when Belly Ache came out is um, when I heard my first song I heard from her. So I've been a fan since. So to watch her blow up and like release all this great music, it's it's just been great to like witness. And also it's great to just have all this music now. So I'm like hoarding it. <laughs> but yeah, she was my most, uh, makes the most appearances. Nice. She, when I, when I first saw her, I, before I ever heard any of her music, like I think it was on like a TV somewhere and they showed a picture of her. And I was like, you know, immediately she's like some emo (laughs) punk rock type. And then like, she writes the most incredible songs and I'm like, God damn it. Yes, especially her recent stuff. Her recent two songs, really good. And I didn't see a lot of people talk about them, but TV, it's just, it's great storytelling and I think it's a good direction. So I'm excited to see what she does next. So I'm sure I will add it to my playlist. <laughs> um, who is an artist that is considered to be a one hit wonder, but that you feel like should have been bigger? So I had to go with Tattoo, the Russian pop duo, yeah. who I am obsessed with. Um, I even have a cover of one of their songs <laughs> oh, nice. um, that I've done. Um, I, half of them are problematic from my understanding. So maybe it's a good thing they're not around, but <laughs> I've had all three of their albums uh, in English or Russian. I just loved it. So every song I just love so much. Um, and I don't know. I always thought they were pretty underrated. And I think it's because of the gimmick of everything and they made it stu- such a, um, such a gimmick in a show that it kind of distracted from the great pop music they were actually doing. I agree. I'll agree to that. Yeah. What is the song that reminds you of home? Um, I'm thinking of home in the broader sense of something that just takes me back memory wise. Um, I I pick Hoobastank, the reason. I was obsessed with that song my freshman and sophomore year of high school when it came out. And it was my choir audition song. 
and I actually made it in with that song. Oh, nice. <laughs> when I hear it, I just think like I automatically think of high school, which makes me think of home. Um, cause it's just so like, those are the most vivid memories I have back from like being in my hometown. So yeah, I went with Hoovastank, which I didn't think I would, but it just <laughs> felt right. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Good answer. I f Again, I feel like this is another first time answer because I can't recall Hoobastank being mentioned on the show before. Wow. I mean, I'm not surprised. But... <laughs> <laughs> I remember once uh, Hoobastank was the support act for Incubus on tour. Mm. And at the end of their set, the the lead singer told a bunch of people to uh meet them at like this pizza joint that was in the town that they were performing in and so all these people went and the band didn't show up <laughs> oh my god that's horrible yeah uh, that's not the reason <laughs> not at all not, not the reason <laughs> What is the greatest love song of all time? Yeah, we're going to have to hit repeat for Roberta Flack, The First Time I Ever Saw Your Face. I mean, nice, nice. I just think it's the greatest love song of all time. Um, I think it breaks down what love is. It's just, it's definitely in my top 10 favorite songs of all time. Excellent. Excellent choice. <laughs> what is the song that defined your generation? You know, I, I started thinking about this and it started off like as a joke, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, this makes sense. I chose Britney's Pepsi Generation song that she did. I can't think of the actual name of the song, but it's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> but I was, I recently rewatched that commercial and I just think that song caps, like capsulates like the early 2000s sound. It's just Britney, just being Britney to her core. And that was just like, so essential for the generation and setting the pop sound. And I think we're all nostalgic for that Y2K kind of aesthetic now. Yeah. So I think it made a strong impression on my generation and it just, it kind of fit. I mean, and also you can think even deeper and see the commercialization of music and product placement. And I think that's very um, big. Um, during this generation. And I think of like the movie Josie and the Pussycats that touches on that same subject. And um, yeah, it just all kind of went together. So started as a joke, but then I was like, <laughs> I don't think there is a more perfect song than Britney's Je Pepsi generation to represent that. <laughs> nice. It's, uh, it's funny that you mentioned Josie and the Pussycats because for me, that is the answer to the greatest soundtrack of all time. See, I thought of that finish. one. Yeah. yeah. It was on my list. It was between Moulin Rouge, Justine the Pussycats, and Romeo and Juliet, the 1996. Oh, nice. And I, I struggled more than I probably should have. But I was just like, so I started looking at the soundtrack and I was like, all right. Counted the tracks that I absolutely love and Moulin Rouge won by like one. Josie the Pussycats came in second. Nice. <laughs> In your opinion, what is the greatest song ever written? This one was really hard. I think this was the hardest to think of. And I think it's because my music taste is so broad and I like so many. There's not really a genre I don't like because I can find something in every genre I like. 
Um, but I chose Muse. Um, our time is running out because I, I love the, I'm a big Muse fan. I love the structure of the song. It, it's dark, it's moody, and it has a definitive and clear message to it. Um, so it's, it's serving more of a purpose than just for entertainment. So it has all these different layers to it. So at this moment, I'll say our time is running out. Excellent. Excellent answer. What is the song that you could listen to over and over again and you would never get sick of it? There's so many, but <laughs> I decided to go with uh, Billie Eilish's Billy Bossa Nova, which is off of her latest album, came out last year. And it's such a chill song that I love the lyrics too. That just, I never get tired of that song and I've probably heard it a million times. So when the album came out, I had that one on repeat. And I just remember even after a week of having it on repeat, I was never tired of it. So, and I went to go listen back just to test that theory. And I was just like, listen to it repeat a few times. And I was like, okay, I need to stop. So there's something about the song I just love. What is the greatest music video of all time? I know this is another popular answer, but it's, it's, it's the right one. It's Michael Jackson's Thriller. I mean, it changed the game. It's storytelling, it's over the top. It was the most expensive at its time. It was, no one was putting that kind of money and budget behind a video or visualization for their song. So it became such a pop moment. It's recreated and referenced so many times. So Corey, it's just over the top. It's, it, to me, it has to be Thriller, so. It is, it's, it's Thriller is the most popular answer, um, but it, in some capacity, the answer to this question is always Michael Jackson. Yeah, I mean, he, he really cared about the visual aspect of his music yeah. and very hands-on, so not surprised. <laughs> and it's usually, it's usually either Thriller, um, Remember the Time, or uh, The Scream video. Mm -hmm. Those were literally the three I, that came to mind, and I almost picked Remember the Time, but then I was like, well, Thriller is kind of... That, that started it all, so yeah. got to go with the predecessor. What is the greatest musical collaboration of all time? And going back to Michael and mentioning Scream, Michael and Janet, like nice. doing Scream. I, that's one of my top 10 favorite music videos. Um, I rewatch it a lot. Um, just the star quality behind it. It's just, it's I think now looking back, it's just crazy to see both of them in the same song and same video. Um, so when I think of collaborations, that's just, it's, it's equally their songs and it reflects their music style so well that when it came together, it just made so much sense. So gotta go with Scream. Excellent. And there, um, several years prior to um, Scream happening, uh, there was a rumor in, and this may be before your time, uh, but there was a rumor in all the tabloids that they were the same person. <laughs> I did. I never. I never heard that one. Yeah. Wow. I mean, obviously, there's so many pictures of them both in it. Like that <laughs> is such a weird tabloid. Uh, yeah, but. <laughs> if you could have a song play. Anytime you entered a room, what would it be? 
I had to go with Britney again. I'm such a big, I'm a huge Britney fan, so it's no surprise to me or people who know me. Um, but I chose Get Back, which was a cut single from the Blackout album. Um, I think rumor was that that was originally meant to be the first single um, instead of Give Me More. Um, but I don't know, it's just, it's just a good anthem. It just pretty much claims like, if you can't take it, get back. So it's like when entering a room with that, that's just powerful. Like that, that would make me feel like a badass in every room. <laughs> I like that. What is the song that no matter what kind of vibe you're going for, no matter what kind of playlist you're making, this song will always make an appearance? Yeah, this is another hard one because of the my well the different genre, genres. But thinking back to the headliners interview, um, I had to go with the song that made me envious and like and I wanted it to be mine. And I went with Tanache's party favor nice. because it's experimental but it's also pop R&B. It's also, you can dance to it, you can vibe to it, you can chill out to it. So it just kind of hit all the notes for me, um, pun intended, um, that it would just be a part of every playlist that I do. And I just love the song so much that I wouldn't mind what playlist it pops up on. Excellent. What is the best song for a road trip? So this is a really out there answer. And it's because it has a memory associated with it. But I chose Muses, The Resistance, uh, or that's the album. But I chose United States of Eurasia for being more specific because um, I understand the assignment. Um, I'll allow but, it. Okay. But I'll go for the whole album then. No, I'll go with The Resistance, which is not one of their more, most popular albums. But it came out when I was doing a lot of commuting back home because when I was in college, my hometown was about an hour and a half away. And I would drive there every weekend to work because um, uh, I had a good job back in my hometown. And I was like, well, it's worth the drive. Plus, I can hang out with friends. Um, but that was the album I'd play in my car. And I chose specifically United States Eurasia because I was always on a specific, like, I would always be on a certain point of the highway when it came on. And the song starts off really slow and then picks up. So I'm always speeding by the time that pickup comes up. And I'm always like, Calm, because I usually I used to drive early in the morning, so it was just kind of calming that intro, and then like I was ready to go once it like it started kidding. So to me, it was like, oh, this is a good road trip song. It has all elements of a smooth drive, and then you know when you got to pick it up, uh, it's there for you. <laughs> nice. What is the song that you would give anything to see played live? Yeah, I thought about this and I had to go back to Scream. Just the idea of, just the sheer idea of thinking about Michael and Janet performing that song live, dance and all, like would just be amazing. And just something I, I'm having even trouble envisioning what it would look like in my head, um, in my own fantasy world. But um, yeah, I just, I can't imagine witnessing that. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, that would be crazy, especially around that time when it came out. Like it just, I mean, people were fainting and they were both right. number one. So it was just, uh, yeah, I don't think it could be contained. So I think that's why we don't see much of it. <laughs> yeah, um, that would like, that would rapture me. I feel like, yeah, like right? I, that Pass out, rapture, come yeah. back to life somehow. I don't know, it's complicated. <laughs> I don't know the rules. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we have come to the final question. Oh, cool. um, you are at the gates of um, whatever kind of afterlifey type thing um, that you believe in. And before they'll let you through, they're making you a lovely gift basket. There's muffins. Uh, there's some pamphlets of like neighborhood goings on, HOA type stuff. Um, they're also making a mixtape of your life. Now, Jackson, my yes. friend, the most important question that you will answer in this time that we have spent together what is the first song on that mixtape? All right. I decided to go with Billie Eilish's My Future um, because, one, I wanted to go. I When I was struggling and thinking of an answer, I went back to, okay, who's my most streamed person who's always on my playlist? And I was like, okay, Billie Eilish. There must be something here that represents what I gravitate towards. And then I was listening to My Future, and it has such a nice shift because it's thinking about falling in love with the person who you become, which I think would just be the perfect first song for a soundtrack. So it just talks about the optimism um, that I just, my brain is hardwired to do <laughs> no matter how hard I try. Um, but yeah, like I, I just chose my future for that reason. It just felt like the perfect setup um, for a soundtrack. That is a fantastic answer. I nailed it. Yes. Although you mentioned there's an HOA, so I feel like <laughs> I entered the gates of hell. So <laughs> I don't know how my future works with that, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> there's an HOA in everybody's afterlife, good or bad. Oh, I did not know that. I'll be yeah. prepared. I'll be oh. prepared. <laughs> Um, so that is the end of the show. If uh, you would like to uh, plug anything or tell the folks at home where they can follow you on the social media and where they can hear their music, because I highly recommend that they do. Yes, please do. Um, so as you can see, my name is Jackson, and that's J-X-C-K-S-O-N, because I had to be a little different. Um, but if you want to find me on Instagram, it's jackson.music. Um, same as on TikTok. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's Jackson underscore music because for some reason they wouldn't allow the dot. It became a whole thing. Um, or you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, and your whatever your favorite music platform is. I'm there. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for coming back to talk to me. Uh, not even a week after we spoke the first time. No, I couldn't. Um, can't wait to come back. <laughs> and next time uh, you've got a a release or something, I'll I'll figure out some way to have you back. Yeah, I'll find a way. I'll I'll change my name if I have to. We'll find I it. Mean, we'll find a way. You are now you're now you're blood obligated to appear on all of my shows at all times. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll find a way. We'll we'll do yes. it. We'll 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 get there. <laughs> Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. 
This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.